Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory of Linda Falik, Lilunishmat Yafabat Mazal, Alea Shalom, sponsored by her son Jack Cookie Falik, and also by David Isit, dedicated in honor of all the Chachamim. Um, and as well. Sponsored by our, uh, in memory of Mordechai Ben Rivka. Mordechai Ben Rivka. Shalom. Okay. Hayom Azeh Hashem Elokecha Mitzadecha. On this day, Hashem, your God, is commanding you laasot etahukim to do all of the mitzvot that are uh, commandments that are not given to us for a reason. We're supposed to just do them because Hashem uh, asked us to do them and to trust Him. That there is a reason behind it, even though the Torah doesn't say, do this in order that this. So Hashem commands us, so today, these chukim, and these laws, and you will guard and do them, with all of your heart and all of your soul. Amen. <coughs> So this, this pasuk is found in the story, right by the story of the Bikurim. And the pasuk, and the, the, the question that's raised by Rabbi Yeshua Trunk, he asks a question, he says, what is it that we're saying, Hayom Hazeh, on this day? If you tell me, Hayom Hazeh, on the day, you know, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Kabbalat Torah, on the day that we received the Torah, that God commanded you something, I understand it. That's the actual day of the commandment of the Torah. Fine. But what are you saying? On this day, on the day of the talk of the Bikurim, what does the day of the Bikurim have to do with that this day Hashem is commanding? What was special about that day specifically? And he answers something which I think is a very deep concept and applies to the way that a Jew comports themselves throughout life. He says, the Torah tells us, that when, um, when the, uh, in, we gather in all of our crops, what is the Chag HaAsif, the time when we bring in the crops? Which holiday is that time? When are we bringing the crops in? Shavuot. Shavuot. When is the holiday of Sukkot fallout? At what time is Sukkot? At what time agriculturally is Sukkot? When you have everything, right? When you have everything, you brought everything in, you're relaxing, you're, you're enjoying yourself. You've already done everything, you put it in the storehouses. Each one of the times of the Hagim is the time of Simcha. Which Simcha? Not just the holiday Simcha, but also in your agriculturally, in your business. This is now the time I brought in all my fruits. This is the time, right, when I'm planting. I know there's a new season. So there's a joy that the person experiences. Says the Sifarim that when I'm experiencing a happy time, the Torah says, let me give you an obligation to rejoice now in the holiday. And these two things simultaneously, uh, they occur, they coincide. Why is that overlap so important? He explains, Hayom On this day, now that you have your first fruits are coming in and there's this unbelievable satisfaction with what you've accomplished, God says, use this time to fulfill the mitzvot that I give you. Imagine you have a day and you're feeling on top of the world. Says the Seder Sifarim to us, 
harness that joy and decide to do mitzvot on that day. You're having a great day? What do you want to do with that mitzvah? You know, there's a joke that people say. You know, someday you get, you're going out there and everything's going wrong. But some days you go, to, you go out to work and everything is, you know, the phone call you make to, you know, to raise the money for the thing that you need, you got it, no problem. You know, you go thing, you, you have a problem with the taxes, the lawyer calls you three seconds later, he's like, oh, no, 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 no problem. I, uh, I deposited under, da, 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 da. we're good to go, no problem. Nothing, I don't even need to file, you don't need to file. Amazing. You, and one thing after the next, you know, your wife pulls you up. Oh, you know, I asked you to pick up the kids from school. I got them a ride home with somebody else. You're flying. What are you supposed to do on a day like that? You know, you turn to your person next to you and you say, you know what? I should have bought a lottery ticket. Have you heard people say that? I should have bought a lottery ticket today. That's not what you should have done. <laughs> on this day, where everything's going right, you should have done a mitzvah. You should have, ta- you should have taken on a mitzvah that you need to be lucky in order to be able to accomplish. That's what you should have done. Says the Pasuk, Hayom Azeh, on this day, the day that you're bringing in all of your first fruits, you're flying, everything's going great for you. On this day, Hashem Adokecha Mitzavecha La'asot Tahukim. And I think sometimes to myself, what a powerful yisod, a powerful foundation that is, to help us do mitzvot from a positive place. Sometimes we have to fight our Yetzirah to do a mitzvah with joy. And I think there's an easier way to be able to do it. Look for a time of joy and then do mitzvot. Do you hear that one more time? Let's, let's get that one more time. Let's get that straight. We just learned the beginning of this week, the idea that a person has to do mitzvot with joy. So what, what did I tell you? What does that mean? That you're going to do this mitzvah. It's so hard to do. So don't, don't do it that way. Do it when it's already, you're already in a space of simcha. So next time you're having a great moment, a moment of happiness, a moment of rejoicing, harness the joy of that moment and use it to do mitzvah. Our rabbis tell us that when Yaakov Aminu came down to Egypt and he saw Yosef HaSadiq, could you imagine the joy of a father who thought his child was dead for 22 years? Could you imagine the joy of that moment? And what happens? It says, Vayipol Yosef al Tzavarei Aviv. Yosef falls on the shoulders of his father. It sounds like it's only him on him, but not him on him. And the Gemara tells us the reason is because Yaakov, at that moment, he said Shema Yisrael. There's many interpretations as to why he said Shema Yisrael. But what a beautiful expression of this idea that in this moment of tremendous joy, Yaakov says, let me say Shema Yisrael. Let me sanctify this joy. Let me use it as fuel to take my mitzvot to another stratosphere. So that's the idea of Hayom Hazeh Hashem Elokecha Mitzavecha. On the day of your joy. Ubiyom Simchatchem Moadechem. Ubroshechotchechem. Takrivu. On a day of joy, Takrivu. Bring a sacrifice. Bring, say something that harnesses that time in a beautiful way. At every wedding, at the end of the wedding, we finish the Sheva Berachot. Everyone's waiting to dance the Chatan and Kalat Yichud. So on top of all of that joy, what do we say? We harness all of that power to be able to try and remember that we need Mashiach and to be able to ask for that which we so desperately want uh, with all of our hearts, because the heart is already open and the heart is already there. 
the Hidushe Arim teaches us an unbelievable idea. He says that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was teaching the laws of Bikurim, Tzafa Moshe Beruach HaKodesh, Moshe saw with Ruach HaKodesh, Shebet HaMegidash Atid Leheharev. So while he's teaching the laws of going up to the Beit HaMikdash, bringing the Bikurim, giving the Kohen the basket, having the Kohen fill up, like we said, all the space by the Mizbeach with all of these baskets, he was able to see with Ruach HaKodesh that the Beit HaMikdash was going to be destroyed. And he saw also that this special mitzvah of Bikurim was also going to be annulled and it wasn't going to happen anymore. So what did Moshe, Rabbe, what did Moshe Rabbeinu do? He stood up and he declared and he instituted the halakha that B'nai Israel they should pray three times a day. What does that have to do with Bikurim? And how is that Moshe Rabbeinu's response to the fact that there would be no Bikurim in the future? And he answers and he says something magnificent. We've been speaking this week, what is the Bikurim? It's the first fruit of the person's labor. Says the Hidushe Arim, that is what, what tefillah is. When you first wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Shaharit. In fact, there's laws about what you're not allowed to do before shaharit. You're not allowed to eat before shaharit, as an example. A person really shouldn't exercise before shaharit. The first thing they do should be to pray to God. That's taking the first fruits of your morning and giving it to whom? To God. Minha, same thing. The first fruits of the afternoon and giving it to God. Okay, you're allowed to pray minha till later. But the idea also, arbit, first fruits of the evening. So Moshe Rabbeinu was mitakin this idea to take the first of what comes after it. I want to share with you, Rabotai, an idea of someone that said, Hayom Hazer. Rashi explains on the words Hayom Hazer, Bechol Yom Yehiyu Behenecha Kehadashim. Each day, they should be in your eyes as if they are brand new commandments. Like you've never been commanded with this misvah before. Like you never prayed shaharit before. Like you never learned Torah. Like you never gave tzedakah. Like you never, like you never did any of these mitzvah before. Kol yom That's what Rashi says. Hayom On this day, I commanded you these mitzvot and these hukim and these mishpatim. V'shamarta v'asita. If you will keep them with that freshness, with that outlook, then then God promises us, I promise you the reward will be that you will be someone that will keep Torah and Mitzvot forever and ever. Because you will have taken something and really planted it in your heart of hearts. Rabotai, this summer, I was very inspired. I was very inspired. I went to do a Hanukkah bait by a member from our community. And we're doing the Hanukkah Tabayit, and I'm explaining what it means to start off the house, to do the things right, to open up a home with Torah, Mitzvot, Berachot, etc., etc. And at this house, the mother of the, of the wife is sitting there with her husband, and they're enjoying the Hanukkah Tabayit. And she comes up to me afterwards and she says, Rabbi, can I do a Hanukkah Tabayit uh, if I didn't do it right when we moved in? I said, Absolutely, of course. You know, better late than never. Of course, 100%. So she says, okay. She says, please, can we arrange one? We pick a day. I go to the house. I said, uh, so we're going to do Hanukkah Tabayit now, even though they didn't just move in. I said, when did you move into the house? She said, let me check the paper. He looked, checked the date. 
What's the date that he moved into the house? 1977. He moved into the house before I was born. We're doing Hanukkah Tabayit 42 years after they moved into the house. Why? Like we just saw from the Hidush Reshit. Good, we missed the opportunity for yesterday. But Rabotai, but as compared to every day in the future, this is the beginning. Every, every, even though you feel like you're in the middle of your story, even though you feel like you're in the middle of your life, even though you feel like maybe you're even towards, you've passed the halfway mark, you're over the hump. As far as tomorrow is concerned, today is the beginning of your life. So no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, like the Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Akiva, Asa mitzvot he did mitzvot in his youth, he should do mitzvot in his old age. He got married, he was young, his wife passed away. What should he do? He should remarry again later. Why? Because he has another chance. He had children, he was young. He should have children, he was old. Rabbi Akiva's Doresh the Pasuk, Uba'erev al-Tanachadecha. And in the evening, don't let your hand go rest. Don't, uh, just because it's the evening of your life, or it's the evening of your day, or it's the evening of your business, don't think that things have to be the way that they were yesterday. Hayom hazet, today, I'm commanding you to do something. Today. What you did yesterday, I don't care, forget about that right now. What are we doing today? It's the first day of the rest of your life. I was so inspired to do the Hanukkah Tabay. And I thought to myself, the same way they're dedicating a home after 42 years, Rabotai, each and every one of us can dedicate our lives anew every single morning. Even though I'm uh, almost 42 years old, tomorrow's going to be a new day. The day after that's going to be a new day. I miss Shaharit, I miss Silichot. Be on time on Sunday morning, 7, uh, 7.30, you know, 7.45 even. We give you a little bit of extra time to sleep, 7.45. Yeah, tell them 7.30 Syrian time. They'll be at 7.45, right? 7.45, no problem. You want to come to the early, the one before? Great. Uh, yeah, that's also good. Every day, every day is a new day. If there was a fight yesterday with somebody, doesn't mean you have to be in a fight today. Hayom Hashem says, I'm commanding you. Today, if yesterday you ran a business and it wasn't so ethical, that doesn't need to be your business tomorrow. That was your business yesterday. Get out. Start again. I had a friend of mine who, him and his brother had a partnership in a very lucrative business. I'm talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. By now, I think one of the brothers is a billionaire. You know why one of the brothers is a billionaire? Because the other brother... One day woke up, as he became a little bit more religious, he says, I don't want to make money from, on the misfortune of other people. Walked away from the business next morning. Chalas. He does not taking stock, he's not selling out, because selling out and having the other one buy his portion is still making money from other people's misfortune. Chalas, I'm out. Walked out the door, didn't look back. Hayom hazeh. What's today? What am I doing today? What a wonderful way to walk towards Rosh Hashanah, to this new day, to this new year, to ask ourselves, whatever was before is irrelevant for tomorrow. What do I want my tomorrow to look like? Tomorrow is a bright new day. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. 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 Amen.